Welcome to Mission Completer Cycle, the podcast about midlife gaming. Hi. Hey. Finally. Jeez. Uh, how are you, Francho? I'm, I'm well, thanks, Aubrey. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Long week, but surviving. What have you been playing this week? Well, not much, really, unfortunately. Um, the problem is, of course, I can only turn my PS4 on for about 20 minutes at a time in 38 degrees Celsius, which is what it is down here at the moment. Ah, that so, sucks. Um, I haven't even both. thought about that. Hmm. Yeah, no, Africa presents its own challenges. But I've honestly been playing a little bit of Infamous Second Son. Um, and I was a big fan of the original Infamous game. I never really played the sequel. And then I played First Life and now Second Son. And I must admit, it is very, very good. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, the bits and pieces that I have been playing, that's that's mostly what's been um, occupying my time. How about you? I've been playing loads of stuff to kids, really. We've been playing a lot of Lego Ghostbusters levels, the Jurassic Park levels, things like that. You, do you know Rocket League? Um, actually, no, I've never played it, so tell me about it. It was free on PlayStation Network. You should have it for the PS4. Okay, I'll have to go check. Like I said, this is the part where the whole work-life balance thing, unfortunately, left gaming a bit um, wanting for me the last couple of weeks. And, uh, in all honesty, it's actually a fairly easy platinum, which is why I got it. So, And it's a fun game. Rulof is absolutely addicted to it, so we've been putting hours and hours into it. Or it feels yes, like but, but, but what is it about, though? It is the sequel to, what was it called? Supersonic rocket-powered acrobatic racing cars or battle cars or something. So basically, what it is is football with cars, That's very cool. fast cars. But it's 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 done right. The first one wasn't good. It was on PS3, the, um, and also free on PSN Plus, I think. But this one, really, really, really good. You'll see it on a lot of best of 2015 lists, actually. I highly recommend it. Okay. Was this mostly um, Rudolf playing, or, or was it <laughs> was it actually you? No, it's two-player. We're a team. We're playing cooperatively. And the nice thing is he's getting the trophies as well, right? Because it's PS4, so everybody yeah. gets their own individual trophies. Yeah, there's there's only one stupid little trophy in the end where you've got to drive like 500 kilometers. But in reality, it, you get the trophy after about 60 kilometers or so. And the easiest thing to do is just put a rubber band about around the controller and let it drive in circles. Did you ever ever hear about a game called Crazy Bus? Oh, no, no, it was it's called Desert Bus. No. Never n- no. never heard of it. It's, it's actually uh, Ben and Teller, the, the comedians. They created a Sega Mega Drive game back in the middle 90s while they were going to create a game it's, it's all across the internet you can actually actually read up about it it was never released but the bits and pieces that were were well sort of leaked out one of the mini games in it was called desert bus and it was in response to all the outrage to to games like mortal kombat for how realistic it is and you know how the portrayal of, of realism in terms of gore and, and violence so what desert bus went out to do was to make it completely and utterly realistic so you were tasked to drive a bus for 300 kilometers and that was it through oh, the Nevada great. desert. No, it's brilliant. Okay. And it, it, it played off in real time. So all that there is is this desert and you just keep driving for eight hours. It literally took eight hours to finish the level. And you couldn't do the rubber band around the controller thing because the bus would slightly veer to the left the whole time. So oh, brilliant. <laughs> I see Euro Truck Simulator is actually quite popular at the moment, right? And that's pretty much the same thing. You just drive a truck through Europe. You have not seen Desert Bus. I'm yeah. sorry. You will. I will but definitely yes, go and I've, check I've, it out. I've, I've never really understood sort of the allurement of, of games like Farming Simulator and Euro Truck Simulator and those things. I'm, I get that there's a massive market for it. Obviously, there is. But I don't know. Have you ever tried any of those? No. No. Hmm. 
That was a short I'm surprised. I'm surprised to see it's even on PlayStation 4. And there's now a, it is? a new US... Yeah, there's now a new US edition of Euro Truck Simulator, which is called US Truck or Las Vegas Truck Simulator or something like that, where you can drive around the part of Nevada or don't even know. I'm truly amazed to find that people actually play these things. So clearly there must be something there that's quite nice. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, Desert Bus was meant as a practical joke, but... Yeah. yeah. But now, one man's joke is another (laughs) man's game. So, Ooh, in Rocket League, actually, I want to um, update the trophy guide. One of the trophies you've got to do is collect all of the collectibles. So you get stickers and hats and things like that for your car. And the easiest way to form that one is to actually, they, they say, well, play the game. And you basically have to play 160 games, and it takes five minutes a game as the shortest setting. Unless you say, set the time, which I don't know, they don't have it in the trophy guide. It's just set the time to an unlimited time. But whoever scores the first goal win, and then you just keep on scoring the first goal. And you can it basically takes less than 21 seconds a game then. Well, two things. That's brilliant. Thanks for that. And secondly, you've just admitted to using trophy guides to actually get your platinum. Yeah, so. but I wanted to see if there's an easier way of getting all of those, because they are loads, like I said, <laughs> over 160 of those. The rest we did quite legitimately through playing. And, of course, well, the rubber band thing. Pretty impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, and I finished I finished Double Dragon 1 on the Oya as well. So that was Emulated nice or? Yeah, uh, emulated. Man, that section oh, nice. where you've got to, at the right at the end, before the final boss, where you've got to jump out of the, you know, where the, the bricks keep pushing out of the wall and pushes you off the stage. That is just nasty. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. I was yes. thinking about the, the part where you jump over the bridge. Any of the jumping in the, in the game? Suck. That was horrible. That yes. was horrible. Yes. But yeah, then the machine was to... designed to eat coins at the time, so exactly. I suppose it works. Yeah. They yeah. basically bankrupt you before the end because that section is impossible to do. Yeah. So that was a bit about it. And then playing all of the PlayStation Network games, the PSN Plus games. They were fun this time around. That's cool. I, I've been out of touch with it all, really. I should get back into it. But yeah. coming back to the Ouya, so you've got an emulation going on then. That's one of the main things I think the Ouya was, was good for. Is it seems half the stuff on the, um, on the Ouya store are emulators. Yeah, well, Makes if you hand somebody an Android device and say, have at it, then <laughs> that's pretty much what you're going to get, right? So have you played, been playing um, Golden Axe at all or not? No, I that was a classic. That, that was, was a classic. I, mean, that is, I have, I've started up, I think, Golden Axe 3, but I've only really played um, Double Dragon 1. For some reason, I just had an urge to play Double Dragon 1 again. So I played through that. It was quick. It was in one setting, one sitting. So, yeah. By yourself or... Yeah, yeah, no, no. Is it? it's, no yeah, I, I thought it's not quite age appropriate yet for my crowd, even though it's cartoonian. Yeah, still. Yeah, I was just about to say, didn't we? Well, okay, probably not. Um, yeah, we probably played it at that how, age. How old were we when we played that thing? Yeah, probably around seven or eight. Yeah, seven or eight. It must be. Maybe a little bit older. You, you, you couldn't have been older than that. No, so. but to be fair, I couldn't see the screen because I was too short at all. So, and it was all it was all okay because games didn't have age restrictions those days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, oh, did you see the news? Warren Spector is working on on he started work on System Shock Three. I'm actually quite shocked that I didn't know that, and thank you for telling me. And that is brilliant news. That is ah. absolutely brilliant news. It's a it's been a long time. Exactly. And I'm, I'm hugely, hugely excited to see. But he, he did System Shock 1 and wasn't involved in System Shock 2. So I wonder Which how this is going to It's the one out. thing that is a little bit, well, in my mind, a little bit worrying. Now, I know you never really played System Shock 2 as far as I know. 
And something I'll rectify now before I play System Shock 3. Definitely. But so I, I kind of skipped System Shock 1, but I played 2, and 2 was brilliant. I thought it was, it was really, really, really good. And so, people keep on saying like that um, Bioshock ended up being more sort of the spiritual successor to System Shock, but I've always kind of felt that the series lacked a certain spark that System Shock had. Yeah, maybe it's a theme as well. I don't know. But System Shock 1 was amazing. I just absolutely loved it. And it, it's you know, just a crime that I never played System Shock 2 to completion. I'll go and finish that. System Shock 2 was, was a stroke of genius. That was amazing. So I see Warren Spector said he's playing through System Shock 2 now so that he can immerse himself in that. He did play it back in the time, but he's playing through it now again because he wasn't involved and he wants to make sure that it all fits with the narrative. Yeah, the whole continuity and everything. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, but that's still a long way off, obviously, but that's definitely joined my most anticipated list of games. Right yeah, up there so with Uncharted 4. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I was just about to say, so it joins Star Control 4 on my list of most Newly awaited games of all time. Sadly, Star Control 4 has been, has, has been planned and cancelled so many times. It's it's so sad. I think that is so. worth any new Wing Commander game on the list of really, really want to have it, but will never happen. Or highly <laughs> unlikely to happen. Along with Primatia. There was, a, there was an indie, um, indie group, basically, that started... Well, so they were negotiating for the rights to the Star Control franchise. And it was it was earlier this year actually. I, I don't have the name with me now, so we'll oh, get that okay. out. Yeah. But yeah, it's probably like a starter for it. Well, most probably you should actually check. We won't hold our breath. Have you um, have you looked at, seen any of the stuff about PlayStation VR? So so that is probably the most anticipated thing for me for 2016. Um, it's partly also one of the reasons I have a PS4. I'm so going to spend money on that. Most definitely. Yes. No, absolutely. That's, um, I very rarely buy something on release date and, but I'm a complete sucker for VR. Yes. And having recently played with the Oculus Rift again, I can, I'm really looking forward to PlayStation. Oh, VR. tell me about this. No, it was the usual demo at a, at a, at a expo, but. So it's, it's nothing no one's, um, everyone else hasn't done before, but this happened to be my first time. The pre- my previous VR experience was those massive VR machines back in the middle 90s. The oh, yes. And Grimstone, actually. The Amiga yeah. machine. Yes, I remember those. Yeah, the Amiga powered, yeah, brilliant stuff. But Spirituality so, machines, um, I think they were called. Yeah, they had a number, well, a specific name, but yes, but you were correct. They were powered by Amigas, essentially, back in the day, so the graphics weren't that great. Needless to say, the Oculus was far more immersive. But um, it was so it was in a crowded space and with no sound, well, very little sound, and you could hear everything around you, the people talking and whatnot. But just the fact that my body was trying to compensate for everything I was seeing is is amazing. I can I can only only hope that the PlayStation VR is even if it's just a fragments of that same same exhilaration that I experienced. Um, I think it would be worth it. Oh, definitely. At the Web Summit this year, I've tried everything, but unfortunately Oculus Rift was only on invitation only, so it was all of the other stuff, like the Samsung Gear and the, the Google Box and or whatever they call it. <laughs> uh, did, you, did you try the, the Samsung Gear? The, yes. The, and uh, what's that like? Uh, I, I think the thing they had was probably not really that great. Um, it was this demo of a guy hang gliding, which was, it was cool, but it wasn't great. And the latency wasn't amazing. Because that, that's actually more what I'm in, um, interested in. I mean, because the demo I experienced was just a ro- roller coaster ride that you essentially sit in. So it's, it's nothing spectacular, but the latency was excellent. And, and the graphics weren't that great. And the screen quality, honestly, isn't that great. You still immerse yourself into it. 
Exactly. And, and even those Amiga machines were able to do that, right? Yeah, but the, I think, the Amiga I think machines Oculus did not is, give me vertigo. <laughs> exactly. I think the Oculus Rift and the PlayStation VR, I, I have high hopes for those. The, the mobile oh, phone ones that. will definitely probably be the one, the thing of the future, but they've got some way to go. Have you seen uh, the most, the game I'm, I'm most eagerly anticipating, well, waiting for is Eve Valkyrie. I don't know if you saw the, the trailers for that, but it looks amazing. It is amazing. I've been looking at that. Now, sadly, that will probably not come PlayStation VR, right? Oh, uh, no. No, 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 no. no. That's, the, that's the packing game for, for Oculus Rift. You get it. If you buy an Oculus Rift machine, you get Val, um, Valkyrie. And after, I, what, Dust 514 or whatever, you remember the game they did for PlayStation 3? Uh, actually, I actually used to play that a bit um, back in the day myself. Oh, okay. So maybe it, it does come on the, on the PlayStation VR? I don't know. Hopefully. Yeah, but Dust didn't work out, I think, quite as well as they had hoped. Exactly. So I've got a suspicion they're going to stick to PCs only on this one. But mm, I hope not. Because everything I've seen about it looks amazing. It is strange, though. Some of the trailers actually mention that they've been captured on a, PS, a PlayStation VR. Oh, I've, so. I haven't noticed that. So, okay. No, then then we're good. So I'm hoping. Yeah. hoping. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and if it is, my, I, will, I will buy it. And also, no Man's fear Sky. of No Man's Sky. Please tell me about that. I don't know that one. Dude, seriously. How can you call yourself a PlayStation 4 owner? This thing was supposed to come out about a year ago or so on PlayStation 4. And then without it really being announced, everybody got wind of the fact that this is going to be a PlayStation VR game rather than a PlayStation game. You fly around in your spaceship in a procedurally generated universe. You can fly anywhere, fly to any planet, land on the planet. Then there's all these weird and wacky alien plants and animals roaming around. You basically just explore star systems. It looks amazing. It's It doesn't have the kind of graphics that, say, Star Citizen or Eve Valkyrie have. It's it's more stylistic, but it, it looks amazing. The problem with that is it, it kind of it makes me think of... I don't know if you remember when the PlayStation 3i came out originally. You had all these interactive sort of experiences. There were uh, there was a little aquarium thing, which was very well done, and then a, an interactive Japanese painting. Yes. Oh, remember, I have uh, all of those. But yeah. Yes, Tori, Tori Maki, I think it was called. And it was brilliant. I mean, you just spend time exploring the painting, essentially. But this kind of runs the risk of actually just becoming that in space, doesn't it? It wasn't a virtual reality 3D painting that you immersed yourself in. It is not Yes, but how... How how long before the novelty wears off? I mean, my my big fear about PlayStation VR is that it becomes the next PlayStation move. Oh, I yes. mean, I no, I, no, I fair enough. I eagerly awaited the move, and I bought it on launch day, and I defended it right to the time up to the point where Sony essentially abandoned it. Did you see what Sony said? That it turns out Move is the perfect controller for PlayStation VR. So yay! Of course they would say that, but it's... <laughs> yeah, of course. But, it's, I mean, it's built into the PlayStation 4 controller as well, so you don't need the Move controllers, but you can. But now's the time to yeah. pick them up because they're dirt cheap secondhand to buy. I think they'll be good with PlayStation VR. So, so, you, so you don't think they're going to release a new controller? No, say, they're going to use the old the... Move controller. Okay. Yeah, and all of the demos and stuff, they're already, already using those, or the PlayStation 4 controller. I think so. I hope so so. so I've, I've, seen them, I've seen them in the demos as well, but yeah. I was just wondering, because simply because they don't... I don't know. Stylistically, they don't fit with the PlayStation 4 controller anymore, really. Uh, They've got a very distinct PS3 feel to them. Nothing wrong, I suppose, uh, with that. It's just... Somebody who knows better can correct me, but they probably also have a slightly different protocol or something because it's PS3, not PS4, and I know it's not exactly the same thing. But you can get PS3 controllers to work with PS4 because the Guitar Hero guitars and stuff work with PS4. So apparently now, from everything I've, I've read, it seems yeah, the PlayStation Move controller works with it. You just have to remember that Guitar Hero controllers actually use their own um, 
wireless uh, like a little dongle. Ah, that's that's true. Like, so the actual communication obviously is not not the problem there. True. I've seen a few demos of it with the Move controller. So man, I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to spend some serious money on that. Unfortunately, I actually wish I could get one of those old virtual reality machines. Oh, I would uh, give my front teeth just, for just as a display piece. I mean, that would be a talking point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just oh, just stroke it every now and again lovingly, but never play it because you will go blind. <laughs> Do you happen to remember the name of that game we played back in the day? It was, no, it was an adventure. It, yeah, it was some fantasy game where you had a sword or a, something. Or yeah, a, there was a sword, and I believe there were dragons flying around as well. Mostly, yeah, it's just a dungeon crawler. Yeah, I'll go and Google it. It definitely does run the risk of being the next move or the next eye or any of those things that have been tried, or even the U-Draw tablet. But uh, I'm a sucker the for PS4 these camera, but that's a bit too soon, I guess. Uh, the PS4 camera, and the PS4 camera is actually pretty good, right? It's, no, it's very good. It's just not used. Yeah, hopefully with VR, all of these things get used in the end. Yeah, mm. it's like PlayStation 3's Wonderbook as well, which is loads of fun. My kids are having immense fun with Wonderbook at the moment, but nobody has them. So, and there's only the four games for it. They're all that pretty decent. So, I must say as well, I picked up one dirt cheap in a bargain bin, not because I specifically wanted one. It just, just it intrigued me, and it really is well done. It, it is, is well done. <laughs> so, we we got the whole series for about three euros one each, and of the lot, walking with dinosaurs is really very cool, it's very nice. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've only got the the, the original uh, Harry Potter one. I think it's oh, yeah. the Book of Spells or something. Book of Spells, yeah. and then the second one is Book of Potions. And then there's also the Diggs Nightcrawler, which is like a mystery one. Yeah, so maybe I'll try Diggs Nightcrawler, because I'm not the big, world's biggest Potter fan. So ah, he'll be able to pick it up for next to nothing. Other than that, I've been playing a little bit on the CDI. I've been playing through Lemmings 1 with Rurof on the fun levels. But then he, then he discovered... That went actually quite well until he discovered Lemmings Touch on the Vita. And of course, now the CDI is going unplayed again. I was going to ask whether the, the later incarnations of Lemmings aren't more a subtle thing. But, yeah, but the, yeah. the first one is so cool, and the music and just the little animation, I love it, even though it's like four pixels yeah. per Lemming. But, but you actually seem to quite like it as well, until you oh. saw Lemmings touch. And it's, oh, I don't want that whole thing anymore. Speaking of old things, that's the one other thing I've been playing is Turok. Turok Evolution. On, oh. No, on the okay. GameCube. I had the GameCube sitting on the shelf over here, and I'd never really played anything on it. So I figured I'd dust it off and actually just try a game. And since I saw Turok Dinosaur Hunter on the N64 almost 20 years ago now, uh, I've always wanted to play it. So so I figured I'd start with that one. And nice. it's, it's actually not too bad, I must say. It's, it's very, pretty much, it reminds me a lot of Unreal 1, in that there's no story really, and you just run around and shoot things. But it's it's mindless, and it's entertaining. That was the first person shooters of that age. And it was cool. And the GameCube's a nice machine, isn't it? It's I can't quite make up my mind about it. Having skipped that entire generation, obviously coming back to it now, it doesn't quite have the same appeal as as some of the older machines to me. Yeah. But but I mean it's, it's it holds up quite well for the time. I but think it's better I'm, than PlayStation 2 though. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I suppose my familiarity with the PS2 makes makes it more my kind of thing. I'm I'm probably a little biased though because I've almost only played Metroid Prime on the um, GameCube, the the two Metroid Primes, and then oh, and the Rebel. What's it? I almost said Rebel Assault, um, Rogue Leader games. Oh, nice. Yes. Speaking of Rebel Assault, have you played that on your 3DO yet or not? I did boot it up. It looks a lot like the PC version back in the day, just a little bit smoother, better. Smoother, actually. I'm impressed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but then like, that was an old 486 with a double speed CD-ROM drive or something. It was it was old. But yeah, no, it's cool. I, I'm i a sucker for Rebel Assault. What can I say? It's one of my flaws. 
<laughs> Always been a fan. Yeah. And so in the CDI, uh, tell me a little bit, what did you actually get with it? Because I believe you got a whole stack of games with it when you got it. Oh, hey, yeah. I bought it from a very friendly Dutchman all the way from the Netherlands. So I've got things like the like encyclopedia, the Philips encyclopedia in Dutch, um, but it's actually language selectable, so that's all right. And then a whole lot of educational and kiddie stuff in, in Dutch. And I've got a few fairly decent games. For instance, I've got what's probably the best, probably Burn Cycle. I've got lesser great games like International Tennis Open and so right. Hotel Mario, which sucks, but it's good to have I, it I was just for about the to say we're, we're all <laughs> waiting for, for the Mario entries. And do you happen to have Zelda or not? I do not have Zelda, sadly. I do have Rise of the Robots. Sadly. But yes, is probably the worst fighting game ever made. And the CDI version is probably the worst of the worst. Because I also have it for the 3DO. And the CDI version just is even worse. <laughs> and then being Dutch, there's also a few... Um, how shall I put it? There's a few CDI discs that I cannot show the kids. So educational titles. Educational titles, yes. With a few, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's leave it there. It was educational even to me. But I mean, that's, 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 a cool, that's a cool deal getting it like that, to be honest. Because otherwise it would just have ended up in a trash pile anyway. So Yeah, I got, more than, I got more, than, more than 20 discs with it. So it's brilliant. I didn't even realize so many titles were released for the CDI. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, the CDI has got a huge software library, much much bigger than 3DO, for instance. Or I think of that generation of games, the one with the, the least amount of games probably was the Apple, the Pippin. CDI has got loads of stuff. They, they just mostly suck. Oh, I've got Little Dibble. Do you remember that? No. We had it on the PC. It's like this, you're, you're mutt, a red little devil, a red little devil. That looks like a dog with oh, devil wings. Oh, yes, I remember yeah. that. And he, every time he'd fall down some hole, he'd come up and say, come on, you stupid idiot, or something like that. Yes, come on, you stupid idiot. Exactly. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's amazingly accurate. I like that. Oh, and then, of course, I think I have I now own um, Dragon's Lair on every system imaginable. And <laughs> I still really do not like it. <laughs> it's never been a good game, let's be yeah. honest. No one wants to say it, but it's, but it's the truth. Yeah, it's just it's so. The only thing that frustrates me more probably is Brain Dead 13. Because, man, there is just no way of surviving that game. Even if you know where you should go, the input is dodgy. But that's probably the CDI. But anyway. <laughs> Did they ever release things like Seventh Guest and so for either the 3DO or CDI? Or was that just PC only? Oh, yes. Um, seventh Guest is on practically everything. I've got Seventh Guest, I think, on the CDI, not the 3DO. And then there's loads and loads of those interactive movie type games. Burn Cycle, which I've mentioned, was one of them. Escape from Cyber City, I've got Voyeur, and I've got um, Night Trap on the 3DS. Is, 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 is Voyeur part of your educational collection, or is that just... No, that's what actually... Just happens trust to be. Me, <laughs> the educational collection is far removed from Voyeur. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. What are the, the games you're anticipating for 2016, other than the PlayStation VR stuff? Um, so truth be told, it's actually the games on my list are mostly ones that have already been released, except for Detroit is one game that I am I'm, I'm really looking forward to. I, okay. Ever since I saw that tech demo of Car yes. Cara on the PS3, I, I was I was I was amazed by that, and the fact that they're actually making a game about it now is is amazing. So I'm quite a big fan of Quantic Dreams' work, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but it, as for the other games that I just mentioned that were already out. The game I really want to play is The Vanishing of Ethan Carter on the PS4. Um, oh, I don't I've know if you that. know about it at all. I have. Got it. Yes. And have you, have you played it or not? I've only played sort of like the first 30 minutes or so. 
problem is you've got to have time to immerse yourself. So you've got to play it as one big chunk of time. And it's not the kind of thing you want kids around for. Because even just no, the fact I'm, that it's I'm, I'm going to, of course, ask you the question, what are you doing between two and four in the mornings? Then? <laughs> yeah, I will definitely come and uh, I will play that. I'm a sucker for that kind of game, actually. That and um, everybody's gone to the rapture and journey. And that, every, was, anything... that was this. Hmm? Every, everybody's gone to the rapture is, is the second game on my list. So oh. have you. Okay, tell me about that one. Have you played that as well? Yes. About as much as, as The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. It is brilliant. <laughs> it recreates a British town very, very good. Well, very accurately. Um, and it's got this freaky atmosphere. It's n- not at all as gruesome, but it's plain scary and disturbing. Well, I say that, the little bit I've played, there was one scene that clearly indicated that some, there's some gruesomeness to come. But so far, it's fairly good. And I actually think that it's brilliantly done. And as soon as I have a time, I want to sit down and just finish it almost in one go. Which brings me, actually, sorry, if I can interject, to a topic I want to discuss. How do you feel about the length of games? Because I see there was um, a game that I really want to play is, is Firewatch. You know, the the game that was... Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. I saw the trailer for that, and that looks amazing. It looks brilliant. And the, the people who, who's publishing it is Panic, who does a lot of utilities for the Apple Mac. This is their first game. So they're just sort of the publishers. They're not the, the primary developer. They do not put their names on anything bad. So the quality seems to be there anyway. All the reviews rave about it. But there's a load of people who um, has been complaining about the fact that it's too short a game. It takes you three hours or four hours to finish it. And um, some people have even so- played through it, basically a speed run through it. They bought it on Steam, speed run through it, and then get a refund. Because see, Steam's got no questions asked refunds, so they get a refund on Steam. Which I think is one of the most despicable things I've ever heard. You're not going to change human nature, Aubrey. That's... That is just terrible. Um, and you know what's so, the worst so, but, thing? But, but, you, but you're touching on two points here, though. Um, the, the first question is really, what do I think about the length of the game? Um, honestly, as long as it ke- keeps me captivated uh, right up to the end, um, then I'm happy with it. If if I leave the game and I feel to, and I think to myself, yeah, it was maybe a little bit short. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of wanting for more. I kind of approach that the same way I approach a good book. You put it down and you you you, you still want some more, and it's a good indication. Whereas with a lot of games, I find that, that a type of grinding sets in, like three quarters into the game, and eventually you don't end up finishing at all because it just it just drags on forever. Um, exactly. And in the, that case, I'd, I'd rather have the three-hour game. Rather entertain me for a solid three hours, and I'm happy. I, I fully agree with you. I want to play a game, and the developer needs to say, say, give me the story and have me immersed in the world and leave me wanting for more. The last thing they should do is for developers to think that, oh no, we should pad this game to be a 40-hour game. Because that is just boring and it just I just completely lose interest nowadays. I simply do not have time. So any game that that is three to five hours, you know what, I will pay double for that. <laughs> not sure if I join you in that. Sense, but, um... As long as the experience is there. <laughs> so, I, I tell but... you, if it's something that I truly love, Everybody's gone to the rapture. Just the atmosphere it creates is worth the money for me. So, and I will definitely complete it. While some of these games that it just sucks up 40 hours of, or 80 hours of your life and you've got nothing to show for it, no thank you. Hmm. Interesting I say while well, sinking the, 70 hours in each and every Lego game. But oh well. What was that game you platinum just now, earlier in the Rocket show? League. <laughs> Rocket League is actually fairly quick to play, but yeah. Fair enough. But anyway, back go to play Rocket League. League. You will re- understand why. 
And this podcast is in no way sponsored by the developers of Rocket League at all. But if but they <laughs> want to, that is not. By all means, I'll risk <laughs> You were saying about everybody's gone to the Rapture creates an immersive environment and that sucks you, just sucks you in. That's also the one thing I found about the Bethesda games. Now, they're very lengthy games, but the way they're designed is that you can actually run through that those as quickly as you want. But that's not the point. It's just the world itself stands is so well built that you end up spending 80 plus hours and you actually enjoy every single bit of it. Yeah, but so that, in those type of games, these open world games that were designed from the ground up to do it, I actually actually appreciate a long game. Exactly. That is perfectly okay. Right. And those games you can pretty much play for as long as you want to play and you can do the story or you cannot do the story and have a wonderful, fulfilling time in it. What gets me is I like to complete games. It actually annoys me not to complete the game. And if something then devolves in a bunch of fetch quests or something like that, and I have to just grind the same thing over and over and again because the developer just tried to pad the game, that's what gets me down. Yep. yep. And I, I think in, in terms of modern action games, the Uncharted series is an excellent example of how to pace a game properly. That was, they're yes. not too short, and they, but they keep you enthralled and entertained. I, they were so good. Exactly. Man, Uncharted 2 and Uncharted 3 was just brilliant. If they if they were any longer, it would have distracted from detracted from them. They were truly good. I can't wait for Uncharted 4. And it's also interesting to see how Naughty Dog realized the same thing. Because if you look at Uncharted 1, those jet ski scenes yes, really, really were long. just fillers, honestly. Yeah. Yes, and they served no real purpose, honestly. Um, and, and all those things were removed from two and three, really. So, exactly. And things yeah, like improvement. the, the, in, in the, um, submarine base, that zombie mission, the way you had to fight off a large group of zombies, which was also, it was very padding and flurry. It was just, it sucked a little bit. And, and all of that were gone. In all fairness, they did that again in Uncharted 3. Yeah. They were not zombies, but I mean, there was, they, they definitely had their filler battles there as yeah. well. True. But Uncharted 3 did feel it a little bit, I don't know, rough around the edges. Somehow they didn't can, quite complete it. With all due respect to the people who did it, it was a great game, but it was compared to Uncharted 2. You can no, see it's, it excellent. Was the, it's excellent. It was the B team. The A team were working on The Last of Us. So in Naughty Dog, they were doing mm. it. But just saying that, the B team was is still better than most development teams out there. Yes, exactly. So. They, are, they are still truly, truly great. Um, I, I just the one thing that I just fear for Uncharted Four is they said it's the last un, the last Uncharted game. Which one? Why do you kill off a great th- franchise like that? Guys, milk it for all you're worth. And secondly, please, please, please do not kill off Nathan Drake. Man, if that thing's no, a sad ending, I will be dis- I will be disgusted. Or it's just going to end up with his aliens on Earth and um, Nathan Drake ends up in it and. And at a wedding right at the end and his hat falls off and rolls back to Shia LaBeouf and roll credits. Just like, you know, that last Indiana Jones movie that never happened. So, <laughs> you oh, didn't follow did, that, did you? <laughs> no, no, I got the Indiana Jones reference all the, all the way and, and it, oh, the fact with all of the trouble they've had with people leaving the production and things like that, I, I, feel, I hope that's not the case, that they pulled an Indiana Jones 4 on themselves, but... Um, it's a computer-generated character. They can get in younger. Nolan North can be the voice until he's eighty anyway. So come on, keep the guy alive. Give us some but more. Do you, do you think Nolan North actually enjoys this anymore? I think I've actually, actually often wondered about that. Probably Uncharted, yes. But I mean, he's been the voice of so many characters and games throughout the years. I'm sure nobody a held a much. gun to his head and said, "Look, you are going to voice every third <laughs> character in a video game." Yeah. No. Okay. That's true. That's very yeah. true. 
Yeah. Well, if people want to pay you to do something you like, then you do it. Honestly, I, I'm so hugely excited for Uncharted 4, and I just so, so, so hope that they don't end it on a sad or bad, bad note. At least there's a Tomb Raider to look forward to. Oh, yeah. So I've, I've, I haven't played The Rise of the Tomb Raider yet, so I hope that's quite quite nice. Well, I hear nice things about it. Exactly. So, so bit... and, and the nice thing about it is we can we can probably buy a, an improved version of, of it on the PlayStation 4 and show Square Enix that they should have brought this out on the PS4 from the start. Because it didn't do well on the Xbox One anyway. They, they put it on the secondary system to die, really. And timed it nicely with the release of Fallout 4. So you that are was really, you are really not a fan of the Xbox One, are you? I'm not a fan. Or of Microsoft. Microsoft in general. Yeah, it's the Microsoft thing, and I should get over that. The Microsoft today is it's a much more, much better company, I think, than in the past. But no, I'm a, I'm a much more of a PlayStation fanboy after it. Anyway, I think. Yeah, we should probably yeah. be wrapping this up. It's- I think we should be. I think at some point we need to discuss where where the name of this podcast comes from, actually, and maybe yes. delve into that a little bit. But I think that we can do that on the next. Or one. shall we leave that at, in the next one? Wow. Okay. I was thinking we leave, we stretch this out like a soap opera for for a couple of episodes. But yeah, you <laughs> but know, by the next one, I would have I would have forgotten what I've said now. So we'll do something completely different. But yes, That's, we will come back to where mission computer cycle comes from. We definitely have to. We definitely yes. have to. It's a very definite reference, so I wonder if anybody else have found it or know about it. But but see that that's that's just it. Shouldn't we rather than wait? Yeah, and let's wait. Maybe someone some someone somewhere out there knows what we're talking about. If and, anybody yeah, and has the misfortune of hearing this and knows what mission completed cycle refers to, please drop me an email. Okay, shall we wrap? Well let's wrap it up. Have a very good night. Good to talk to you. Wow, that was blunt. Thanks, Aubrey. Cheers. Talk to you again. Talk to you soon. Bye.